Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Review Show. It's a show that never doubted Moisey for a second. On today's pod, we're revisiting the most meaningful fixtures from an eventful weekend of top flight action, including a very straightforward victory for the Blues that ultimately became a grind. Plus, the Spursy being Spursy. There is therefore a lot to get through, so let's get stuck into it. First by welcoming, as ever, Tom Young. Hi Tom, you there? I am here, and again, I'm well. City have won, Arsenal have dropped points. It's it's going quite well at the minute, and it's scaring me a little bit. I must admit quite <laughs> how well it's going, but I'm, I'm also enjoying it nonetheless. Do you know what's, what's kind of um, a thought that's just struck me, and, and I wish I hadn't, it hadn't struck me, is that basically in what a month's time, we're going to go through hell for a week. And it could it could be, you know, like another Aston Villa or another QPR. It could be one of the greatest weeks of our lives, but it could also be horrendous. And the worst way, it really does look like it's going to the wire, this one. Um, and that awaits us. And, yeah, just one of the most memorable, good or bad kind of weeks is coming right up, just around the corner for all of us. Yeah, and on top of that, we, we are, I mean, yes, we've had a fair share of, heartbreaking the Champions League and what have you but we're yet to experience mm. being on the wrong side of one of those Premier League weeks we've had obviously we've come close with QPR we came close with Villa but for on four occasions now we've won the league on the final day of the season and we had the one straightforward win against West Ham in the 2013-14 season but apart from that we had the Brighton win which ended up straightforward but we went behind and it looked like it could be a bit unnervy for a minute and then we've obviously had the turmoil of the QPR and the Villa games but ultimately we've never come out on the wrong end of those tight-knit battles as of yet and touch wood it doesn't start this season. Um, yeah. But I don't know how I'd react if it happened. I don't know how I'd feel if, if we didn't score three against Villa and we lost the league. If Aguero didn't do what he'd done, I've not actually had to come to the realisation that we've actually bottled it Like because we haven't done that yet in the Premier League. So, fingers crossed, like I say, it doesn't start this season, but that just makes it even more unnerving, the fact that I don't know what that's going to feel like if it were to happen. The QPR one, I think, would have just been seismic. Um, me and Howard disagree. He thinks that it, it wouldn't have had a huge impact on the following season and we would basically have gone on to win the league either the next season or the season after. Um, I certainly don't believe that you know, the whole project would have been dismantled and fall apart as a consequence, but I think it would have been absolutely seismic if QPR uh, hadn't taken place. Um, the Villa one, I've got to say, half of it almost was just... I couldn't cope with the thought of Liverpool pipping us. I mean, that was would have just been unbearable. Um I would have just hid away for two weeks or more. Um, it, it was just unimaginable, that. Uh, and that was what was going through my head when we were 2-0 down, I have to say. It was more, not more, but certainly half of it was about us not losing it as, you know, winning it. Um, i tell you what, when Zabaleta scored against QPR, I, I remember distinctly having this thought, which was, Oh, a bit of drama wouldn't go amiss though today. <laughs> so it's your fault. Yeah. It's you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really distinctly remember that. I was just thinking, oh, this is going to be a bit, not boring, but this is going to be kind of, you know, just almost routine today. We're going to win 3 0 and it'll be lovely and we'll all celebrate. But, you know, a little bit of edge to it wouldn't go amiss. Oh, God, what was I thinking? Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, City Leicester. It was. A great start. First half an hour, exhilarating. I've described it in the agenda as exhilarating and goal-laden. 
um, it felt like we could absolutely run up a cricket score. Um, as so often happens, we kind of took the fourth a pedal, fair enough. Um, but before we get to that, that first half an hour, how much of it was down to City's excellence and how much of it was down to Leicester just being shit? I mean, they, they, they didn't press. They allowed us to just come on to them. It was like the perfect opponent. And I don't know, I was really surprised at that. So, or was it a bit of both? I, th- I think it was a little bit of both. I think credit has to go to City. We came out of the blocks fast, as we've done on a number of occasions in recent weeks. We, we've become a team that are starting fast, which is something we lacked at the start of the season, um, or at, at stages in the season, I should say. But we've we've now found this way of getting out quick, getting... And we're, we're a team, when you're in the lead, it's, it's seldom seen that we drop points from the leading positions. It's happened a couple of times this year, but for the most part, we are strong leaders and, and we are good at holding on when we've... Oh, we're not holding on, but kicking on when we take that early lead. But I was so disappointed with Leicester from from the perspective of a footballing fan. I thought Leicester were really bad. I couldn't believe quite how poor. Because when you look at it on paper, the a midfield that comprises of the likes of Ndidi and Tielemans, you think they've got a little bit about them here. They've got they've got a couple of strong midfielders here. I know Tielemans obviously was linked with like Arsenal, been linked. I think even loosely with City in the past because he is a very good footballer but neither of them looked interested particularly with, I think it was Ndidi for the for the third goal who just let De Bruyne skip past him and it's it's criminal you can't be doing that certainly not against a team like Manchester City um, but yeah again these teams and how many times have we said it on here that if you give City if you come and have a go against City you're gonna you're gonna create chances you're gonna you're gonna give yourself a better chance of winning the game, certainly against a City that are in the form that this Man City are in, than sitting back and just letting City come at you. It's Unless you're going to be really fortunate, you need you need a lot of things to go your way to sit back against City at the Etienne and, and get a result from the game. You need your goalkeeper to have the best performance of the season and with the keepers available to Leicester at the minute, I don't think either of them, with all due respect, are capable of, of, of producing a performance like that. And yeah, they just they just sat off. And you look at the games where we've dropped points this year. I mean, you look at the two games we dropped points at home. We had Brentford, who came and, and tried, to, tried to play football and, and deservedly left the Etihad with three points. And you had an Everton side who it was Lampard's kind of final punches as he was going down and, and he kind of had nothing to lose. And they came and had a go. And, and again, they, they, they left with a point that maybe wasn't quite as warranted as the three that Brentford took. But equally, they had a go. They scored a tremendous goal. But all you've got to do is is have a go and yeah. you give yourself a much better chance of getting a result. And I can't understand why Leicester, unless it was the worry of, of damage limitation and let's try and avoid conceding as many goals as possible but then you're 3-0 down inside 30 minutes so I, d- I don't really know what the approach was but whatever it was it didn't work City took advantage of that and and yeah I know a lot's been made of the second half being disappointing and City were fortunate which is a bunch of tosh because we literally rotated our entire squad at half time <laughs> and ultimately yes there was a couple of squeaky bum moments at the end that I'd sooner not have had but anything but three points for City would have been criminal at the weekend did it concern you though how kind of notable the, the drop off <laughs> was in intensity and quality? Because as soon as those substitutions were made, and we're talking about five pivotal players here, you know, it's Harland, De Bruyne, Stones, and, and the like. Um, but still, it did concern me that these peripheral players came in. You would expect them to just look to make their mark and really kind of, you know, catch Pep's eye. And, and if anything, I mean, we dropped off so dramatically. We, we conceded. Was it three or four 
clear-cut chances to last in the last half an hour. We looked a touch disjointed, which that I can forgive. That's understandable. But in terms of the intensity, or rather the lack of, and the quality in the lack of, that concerned me, I've got to say, Tom, because we're going to need these players, aren't we, uh, to the end of the season? Yeah, well, this is it. And it's the myth. I've seen Arsenal fans all over socials giving it about our City have two world-class starting 11s. It's an absolute myth. This City squad is, in terms of the strength and depth, probably maybe slightly better, yes, in Arsenal's, but it's certainly not two world-class starting 11s. In the past, you've looked at City squads and gone, yeah, you know what? We've got two really good players in every position. We we don't have that. It's not it's not true. We do not anymore have two world class starting elevens. But yeah, I was very concerned by because it wasn't these players didn't look like fringe city players to me. They looked like players that, that without sounding too harsh, don't belong at Manchester City. Mm. They don't look like players who have the quality to be a, a success or to be uh sort of an important part of Manchester City's squad and that that does worry me. It it worries me that if I think if Rodri were to touch wood, pick up a season ending injury, can I see Calvin Phillips coming into that squad and helping City over the line in the three competitions we're in? I don't. I think if we were forced to play Sergio Gomez, I'd be massively concerned. Um Cole Palmer, who obviously I'd said earlier in the season I don't I don't think we'll make it at City whether it's due to a lack of game time, a lack of confidence, looks every bit like a player who I don't see being part of Manchester City's setup next season. Uh, yeah, it was it was worrying. Um, the only one who, who didn't worry me was Julian Alvarez, who yeah. I think yeah. had a quiet game by his standards, of course, but he also fell victim to the fact that we made so many changes. The attack was always going to be weaker in that second half because we didn't have that car on the pitch that we used to seeing. Um, but yeah, some of these players, I think... In a game where you're playing against a Leicester side, devoid of any confidence, devoid of any real quality at the moment, and you're, you're looking second best to players that have just been played off the park in the first 45. Again, I've, I said it after the Bournemouth game when we made big subs at 4-1, it's difficult to kind of have that same intensity when the game's virtually won, um, but still you're expecting to see more from these players. And... Yeah, like, like I said earlier, I don't see these as, as Manchester City players or players that have the quality needed to to be an important part and play an important part in the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, it is it is Rodri for me. It does, as you mentioned there, it, it comes down to Rodri. Um, of course, you don't want any of the, the first team players to be out. Stones, De Bruyne, these are all crucial players. Haaland, of course. But Rodri is the one where, should he succumb to injury, you would fear for you know, silverware and us winning, being the ability to win silverware because he is so integral. He is everything to this Manchester City side. Um, And yeah, I I rate Phillips and I'm not one of those people knocking him and there's a lot of City fans who are knocking him. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Doesn't bother me at all. But personally, I rate Phillips, but he's not showing me anything to justify that right now. And he hasn't now all season long, to be honest. So, um, I, I, I like to think that maybe with Phillips, his kind of gait, his style of walk and, and running looks a bit laid back. Maybe it's that. Um, yeah. But he, he, 
he doesn't look arsed, does he? <laughs> no, let's, and, let's and, and again, I say it must, it must be hard to try and be arsed when the game's won. Yes. And yeah. I, I think the the worry, the, not not too much of a worry because I'm not going to sit here now and say I expect City to lose to Sheffield United at the weekend. But the worry is, is that when you look at that second half performance and some of the players on the pitch, you expect some of them may be considered to play at the weekend. Yeah. And I think at the minute you look at the... Obviously, on paper, Leicester much stronger team than Sheffield United. But you look at a team at the top end of the championship with a heap of confidence going into that game, compared to a Leicester side devoid of any confidence who haven't won won games recently and aren't scoring goals. And you think, is there really that much difference between? I know again, Sheffield United will be without Dyla McAtee. But you look and you think a Sheffield United side going out there with nothing to lose, who have who have won games and who are in decent form. They probably pose more of a threat to Manchester City than a Leicester side who just are struggling for any consistency at the moment. Um, mm. Again, like I say, maybe if Phillips does get the nod, you'd like to think he's at Wembley. He's played millions of times there for England. He's got this opportunity to showcase what he's made of from from minute one in an FA Cup semi final. You like to think it, it it could be kind of a season defining fixture for him if he gets the nod because. This is a game where, look, if he can go out there and, again, albeit against lesser opposition, but if he can go out there and dominate that midfield and dictate that game, it'll give him that boost he needs for if yeah. he is needed to be called upon coming into the, the back end of the Champions League or the Premier League season, then that's he can go out there and say, look, I can do it. I'll show you I can do it. Because when he's been given those opportunities so far, whilst I'm, I'm not... I'm not on the bandwagon of Phillips needs to go. I still think he's given time. He he can still find his feet and become a success. But he's, like you said earlier, he certainly isn't showing me anything at the moment to suggest that mm. that is a, a foregone conclusion. And at the start of the season, I thought, give him time. Come come the new year, when he's had a bit of time with the squad, when he's found his fitness, he'll be okay. And it's just getting a bit further on in the season for my liking than than uh, yeah. than where I'd like that's, him to be at this point. But I think that's, that's I think that's a fair comment to make. Yeah, I think ultimately that's where I where I land on it as well. It is getting to that stage of the season now where you know I appreciate the, the shoulder problems and I absolutely appreciate how difficult it must be to assimilate yourself into a Pep Guardiola setup. Um, he didn't play vastly different at Leeds, but you know there there are things he's that's expected of him at City. And you can just see that half a second's thought process in everything he does. Oh, I'm supposed to be here now, right? I'm going to go here now. This is what you know. This is what Pep wants me to do, and it's not instinctive. It's not intuitive at this stage, and that needs game time. So I completely sympathise with him in that regard. But in terms of application, it's just not there, and that that concerns me because, I, as you said, Tom, this is exactly where I land on it. I would have expected to have started seeing it by now. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect him to boss games and um, coming in 40 minutes here, 10 minutes here, you know, you, you can't. But yeah, I would have just expected more at this stage and it's just getting now, I mean, what are we now? Kind of eight weeks before the end of the season? Um, I, I don't know. But then you, you look at Jack Grealish and you look at how Grealish was a big fish at a small pond at Villa and, and Phillips was the same at Leeds. Maybe there's a bit of that too. So, I'm more than happy to give him another season. Um, I know that a lot of City fans aren't, though. So, um, anyway, let's look on a more positive note. Another two for Haaland. Um, what kind of figures could we be talking about if he'd played every minute of every game? Because it was what brought off after 45 here. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm, I'm looking around, and he's actually played more than I thought in, in the Premier League. 
Um, but, but you know, we subbed quite often, but it's in the 84th minute, the 78th minute. And it's actually in the Champions League where he's kind of given less game time. But in the Champions League alone, I've just worked out, it's 150 minutes he's missed out on when fit, you know, brought off and, and set, sitting on the bench. That's equivalent of nearly two games. His goal-scoring rate, that's two goals. Um, in the league, could, could we have expected a lot more, do you think? Even on top of what he's already done? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.